0: The National Security Bureau says that Taiwan has real time information sharing with the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. Speaking at the Legislative Yuan, the head of the NSB said that system upgrades have made possible a secure connection to the Five Eyes network. According to a DPP lawmaker, this rare public admission reflects a change in the attitude of the Five Eyes nations.
1: This is a very important This
2: confirmation is very important. I can't say whether there had been one in the past, but now it can be stated in public. That's an important breakthrough in itself. It means that the countries in the Five Eyes Alliance are willing to go public about their relationship with Taiwan. I hope that being clear about this cooperative relationship can deter China's ambitions toward Taiwan. We earmarked a considerable budget to purchase the relevant equipment, whether it's receivers or equipment for secure sharing. We did this to be able to synchronize information in real time, to be able to integrate with the international information exchange system.
0: The Five Eyes Alliance comprises the UK, the US, Canada, Australia and New Zealand. In 2020, an investigation into self-proclaimed Chinese spy Wang Liqiang was rumored to be the work of the Five Eyes alliance. The Five Eyes alliance and Taiwan exchanged information to handle the case to counter Chinese interference in Taiwan's 2020 election. And now for the latest in the presidential election... DPP candidate Lai Qingde is crisscrossing the island to set up unofficial campaign offices which will be a crucial support base in the election. He opened the first office in Tainan, his old political stronghold. The new Taipei City chapter is set to launch on June 25th, in a direct challenge to the KMT's Hou Youyi. On Wednesday, Lai held a banquet for a visiting dignitary who signaled support for his presidential bid.
1: Vice President Lai Chingde hosted Guatemala President Alejandro Giamate at a banquet on Wednesday. Lai gave his guest a framed art piece featuring 12 precious beads of the Paiwan tribe. In return, Giamate presented Lai with a Mayan jade mask and gave a nod to his presidential campaign.
2: Vice President Lai, we hope that you'll put this jade mask in your office so that it can accompany you in your daily work. Next year, it might even find its way into the office currently occupied by President Tsai.
1: With the clock ticking down to 2024, Lai's campaign network is taking shape. On June 25th, he'll open a campaign office in New Taipei, taking aim at Mayor Ho Yui, his potential election rival. New Taipei is also Lai's hometown, as well as Taiwan's most populous administration. District. According to an April poll conducted by Z-media, support for Lai in New Taipei stands at 37.5 percent, surpassing Ho's 24.3 percent. But DPP Secretary-General Xu Li-ming predicts that as the KMT gets closer to announcing its candidate, the campaign will shift from foreign affairs to domestic issues. The DPP must be ready, he said.
2: The ruling party could lose points after that shift, or it could gain points. In other words, if it had handled domestic issues well, it might not lose any points in the campaign battle. Of course, if the party finds itself in a defensive position, then of course the battle would be more challenging.
1: The DPP is taking a steady approach to its 2024 campaign. According to Taiwan scholar Yoshiyuki Ogasawara, Lai has seized the advantage as the KMT dithers over Terry Goh and Mayor Ho. But once a KMT candidate is finalized, he said, support for the opposition party will increase and the race could be a close one. (laughs)
2: This is a period of chaos and uncertainty. The more chaotic and unclear the situation, the more divided the KMT will become. And internal strife will inevitably escalate.
1: Watching the infighting from afar,
0: the lawmaker says that the more divided the KMT, the better the outcome for Lai. Turning now to Greece, where former President Ma Ying-jo is attending the 8th Delphi Economic Forum. The event is making waves because of an issue with Ma's title. Organizers changed it multiple times before choosing to go with former leader of Taipei. On Thursday, Ma's office moved to cool the title controversy, claiming that the president of Greece apologized to him personally. According to the office, the Greek president promised that the error would be fixed, but as of the time of broadcast, no change had been made to the forum's official website.
1: Former President Ma Ying-jeou is in Greece to attend the 8th Delphi Economic Forum. Prior to his departure, organizers changed his title multiple times on the event's official website before finally landing on former Taipei leader. After Ma's arrival in Greece, his office released photos of him with Greek President Katerina Sakellaropoulou, who was wearing a green coat. Ma confronted her about his changing title and she replied, We are sorry. She referred to Ma as Mr. President and assured him that the title on the website would be corrected. But a return visit to the website found that Ma was still billed as former Taipei leader.
2: In response to this, the Foreign Ministry reiterates its solemn protest and demands an immediate correction. We will not accept the belittling of anyone from a non-government organization or civic organization at international conferences or events. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs will continue to liaison with the organizer over correcting former President Ma's title immediately to resolutely defend our national dignity. (laughs) When you walk into a match that's already fixed, you're already at the venue and you claim that you protested. They give you a perfunctory token of apology. After all, you're still attending regardless of the title. So what's the point of your protest?
1: Critics from the green camp blasted Ma for being weak. They said that despite his office's claim that he took a stand, there's no changing his tendency to side with China.
0: Starting Sunday, Taipei Zoo will have a new attraction that's sure to bring a smile to children and the young at heart. Every week, 10 geese at the zoo will take a stroll outside their enclosure, in a bumpy but orderly parade. Taipei Zoo says it's been training the animals for five months to march in a file and follow orders by a whistle of their keepers. Parents and kids who've had a preview said it's an adorable sight.
2: The keeper blows a whistle, and the geese waddle out. They march forward in formation behind their human, melting the hearts of everyone watching. Starting April 30th, Taipei Zoo will be taking its geese out for a walk like this every Sunday. <laughs> Penguins sway side to side as they trudge forward on the snow. Their clumsy gait is so adorable that people fly in from overseas to see it at a zoo in Japan's Hokkaido. Seeing the big crowds that bird processions could draw, the staff at Taipei Zoo decided to start a bird march of its own, swapping up penguins for geese, which they trained for the task.
1: At first, they would all walk on their own. They wouldn't march in formation. But with the whistle, they started moving forward in a single file together. Now they all walk together in an orderly line.
2: The geese are one of the main attractions at the children's zoo. Their training for the parade took five months. But even now, they sometimes stray away from the group. Most
1: of the time, it's because they get sidetracked when there are visitors around. When that happens, the keeper steps up with the training by offering snacks and blowing the whistle.
2: Visitors oo and ah when they spot the feathery friends on their promenade. If you do happen to spot them, try not to disturb them, and only pet them if the keeper says it's okay.
0: An independent bookstore in Keelong is redefining the boundaries of the book's business. They offer a broad range of cultural events in store and are planning to open 24-7 on the weekend, giving busy working people a new space for public life after hours. While inspired by the elite chain, the store is a much smaller family-run affair. It also has a unique emphasis on ecological protection. And inspiring love for Taiwan's ocean life. Let's get go down to Keelong to learn more.
1: A guitarist strums a light melody as a customer relaxes. But this isn't a cafe. It's an independent bookstore. Food and drink is served, and there are regular literary events, concerts, and film showings.
2: A bookstore is about promoting the ocean and looking back at what has happened on this patch of earth called Taiwan. The difference between bricks and mortar bookstores and online bookstores is the warmth because personally I think the bookstore is a slow industry.
1: Bookstore owner Yang Yaping previously worked at Elite Bookstore and is passionate about the human factor in a bricks and mortar store. That combines here with her husband Chen Hao desire to champion the ocean and ecological protection. As the store enters its fifth year, they've decided to embark on some nocturnal adventures.
2: After we extend the opening hours into the night, most of our events will be clustered around
1: 9 to 11 p.m.
2: It's very special to have a bookstore like this in Geelong, I think it's a breath of fresh air for young people.
1: The owners want to host a space where you can hang out, browse books, and attend events at the store, even for Geelong locals who commute to Greater Taipei when they get home late in the evening. The store will soon open 24-7 from Friday to Monday, providing a new venue for public life in
0: Geelong after dark. The presidents of South Korea and the U.S. emphasized peace in the Taiwan Strait in a statement issued on Wednesday. South Korean President Yoon Suk-il is on a state visit to Washington and discussed deepening ties with the Biden administration. In a joint statement, Yoon and U.S. President Joe Biden expressed opposition to any unilateral attempts to change the status quo in the Indo-Pacific. They also announced a landmark deal to counter North Korea's nuclear threat. The deal, called the Washington Declaration, will have the U.S. dock nuclear-armed submarines in South Korea for the first time in more than 40 years. In return, South Korea agrees not to develop its own nuclear weapons. The two sides will create a nuclear consultation group, and top officials will meet routinely to coordinate their responses. They will also strengthen their joint military training, information sharing, and the movements of strategic assets. The CECC held its final press conference on Thursday, ahead of its disbandment on May 1st. Its two directors, past and present, reflected on the CECC's working during the pandemic of the century. Current director Victor Wang called it an honor to serve during trying times. Former director Chen Shizhong warned that more challenges like COVID lay ahead for the world.
1: CECC head Victor Wong and former CECC head Chen Shizhong led health officials in a deep bow, thanking the public for its support and cooperation. The CECC is set to disband on May 1st.
2: I would first like to thank Chen Shizhong for getting us through so many crises. There's another person that I would also like to thank former CECC deputy head Chen Zhongyan, for his contributions to our epidemic prevention work.
1: In an emotional farewell, Wang said that the CECC had been through some tough times, but that it was an honor to serve Taiwan during the pandemic of the century. Former commander Chen Shijong said that returning to his former battleground brought many mixed feelings.
2: I can't help but feel some regret about things that happened during the pandemic. We made such an effort to prevent deaths, but some things were unavoidable. All these things have gradually passed, and now we're ready to embrace this new post-pandemic life.
1: Over the past three years, the pandemic claimed more than 19,000 deaths. The former CECC head warned that in the future, more challenges will arise with new epidemics. How to respond to them more comprehensively was an important issue for all to consider, he said. On Thursday, President Tsai Ing-wen attended the press conference to thank frontline medical personnel.
2: All these uncles and aunties here today are more like a big brothers and sisters. When parents reported that their sons were getting made fun of by classmates for wearing pink face masks, everyone stepped in to break gender stereotypes regarding colours. Looking back, the pandemic was full of challenges, but also heartwarming stories.
1: After the CECC disbands, the Health Ministry will establish a liaison committee to serve as the main communication platform for COVID matters as it
0: continues the fight against the disease. Did you know that if you leave your purse or wallet at home, the Taipei MRT will bail you out? A story of this hidden service recently gained fame. One Miss Lin had left her money at home while in a hurry. She was amazed when staff at a metro station gave her the money to get to class. The Taipei MRT rules allow staff to lend one journey fare to passengers. But in this case, they went above and beyond the call of duty. Also, personally lending her the money for a return ticket. If you want to travel-
2: If you want to catch the metro, but you realize at the last moment that you didn't bring your purse or your metro card, the Taipei Metro can lend you the money.
1: This is the 50 NT coin that made an enormous impact on Miss Lin.
2: (laughs) I had to go to class that evening, so I got my purse and my metro card ready. But when I got to the metro gates, I realized I hadn't brought them. I went and asked them at the desk, because there were a lot of people everywhere. They were busy, but they asked me to wait a moment, and then they sorted it out for me. And then she even came out from behind the counter.
1: It was during the evening rush hour. Ms. Lin had forgotten to bring her purse, but the staff at the station were full of patience for her predicament. They showed her how to fill in a borrowing form, and though MRT rules state that only a single fare can be loaned, thirty five NT, they also found a way to lend her the return fare.
2: As she gave it to me, she asked if I could borrow money from a classmate for the return. I said yes. Then one of them came up from behind the counter and lent me this 50NT. I was really touched.
1: Loans like this do not feature on any public lists of MRT services. It's a hidden service. About 1,000 such tiny loans occur each year, adding up to 30,000 NT.
2: You can only borrow one journey's fare depending on where you're going. Afterwards, you can go to any station to return the loan within 10 days. You don't have to go back to the original station.
1: The Taipei Metro Corporation says that 10% of passengers never return the loan. They are entered on a blacklist, never to receive the favor again.
0: If you've been to Songshan Cultural and Creative Park recently, you might have noticed some unusual boxes scattered across the park. These are fire extinguisher cabinets that are more than 80 years old. The park is holding an exhibition and scavenger hunt to tell the story of these unique hydrant boxes. The boxes are also displayed beautifully, postcards created by elementary school students. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang takes us there for a look.
3: There are 17 antique fire extinguisher cabinets at Songshan Cultural and Creative Park. The park has launched a scavenger hunt inviting people to find all the cabinets. Inside the cabinets are commemorative stamps and cyanotype postcards imprinted with plants collected at the park. These postcards were made by students from Guangfu Elementary School.
1: We first took this photo of Guan Palm Bamboo in the Baroque Garden. After that, we went back to school to make a negative film, then coated the postcard paper with a special blue solution, attached the film negative, and exposed it to sunlight to produce this picture. You can see a lot of rare plants in
3: the park. We learned how to shoot photos with the tablet. This is a fire hydrant cabinet exhibition organized by the Songshan Cultural and Creative Park. 120 students from Guangfu Elementary School participated in a series of ecological tours and photography workshops. They found 10 tree species in the park, took photos, and then created cyanotype plant postcards. The postcards are displayed in the fire extinguisher cabinets across various locations around the park. Visitors are welcome to participate in a scavenger hunt and collect a stamp from each cabinet. They can receive a small gift at the end of the hunt. The exhibition will be held till June 12th. Songshan Cultural and
1: Creative Park was once the Songshan Tobacco Factory during the Japanese colonial era in 1937. We hope that when visitors come here, they can not only admire the historic sites, but can also discover the rich ecology here. There are more than 125 native plant species, more than 30 protected bird species, and 38 insect species. We hope that tourists, whether international tourists or local tourists, can experience the park's rich nature, culture, and diverse ecology when they visit the park. Songshan Cultural and Creative Park has a rich ecology, including various animals and plants. This is a very special experience for children. This is not the first time we have collaborated with the park. In 2021, we worked with the park and AIT to carry out a student English tour guide project, which was also well received. Next, I would like to take you to a secret spa, Songyan Court, the small open space between the buildings and the factory.
3: Hoping to preserve the history and culture of the park, Songshan Cultural and Creative Park has also invited children from different schools to conduct English tours of the park. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Huang Borong in Taipei.
0: Stick 16-year-old Ling Pei Peixuan has smashed her own high jump record at the National Middle School Athletes Game in Xinchu in a pentathlon event on Tuesday. She broke the game's 32-year record with a 1.81-meter high jump. In Thursday's high jump finals, she pushed herself further, besting her personal record by 1cm.
2: I had just competed in the mixed pentathlon yesterday, so I was actually very sore. But today I was able to top my personal best again. It's all a bit hard to believe. Today's performance, that kind of spirit and determination she displayed, it's truly impressive and awe-inspiring. She has such high expectations for herself. She's a rare talent that comes only once in a century.
0: Ling is a ninth grader at Chong Chongling Junior High School. She started Thursday's high jump final at 1.6 meters before clearing 1.63, 1.66, and 1.69 meters to win gold. After that, she took aim at 1.82 meters and cleared it on her third try. then is the only middle school student in Taiwan's history to reach the qualification standard for the Asian Games.